Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, folks, if you're keeping score at home, there is not an incoming ballistic missile headed for Hawaii. And a young girl in Toronto did not have her hijab cut by a stranger on Friday. Welcome to the program. Uh, A lot to digest. It's been a weird few days, folks, but I do want to start with this story, and it's the latter, because this is concerning. I talked about this story uh, on Friday. In fact, a lot of people talked about this story on Friday because of how disturbing it seemed, the idea that something like this could possibly happen in Canada. So Toronto police had confirmed on Friday that they were looking into this incident where an 11-year-old girl just walking to school allegedly had her hijab, her headscarf, cut with scissors by a sinister stranger. Even the Prime Minister of Canada weighed in on this on Friday. I want her and her family and her friends and community to know um, that that is not what Canada is and that is not who Canadians are. And I like to think she knows that well. Okay. This did not happen, folks. And the reason we know it did not happen is that the Toronto Police Service, who confirmed on Friday that they were investigating it as well they should have a serious allegation, they have concluded that it did not occur. Now, I talked about this, in fact, right at this exact time on Friday. So I think to some extent it's incumbent on me to get out here and set the record straight, let you know what has happened since then. But I would certainly say it's incumbent on the prime minister himself and others to get out there and set the record straight. The prime minister not only commented about it on Friday, he tweeted about it on Friday. And as of this moment, there has been no clarification from the prime minister. I don't think you can just walk away from this. Uh, I think it's fair to say that anyone who tweeted about this or commented about this publicly, there's maybe an obligation to say, you know what? As it turns out, this didn't happen. I think people deserve to know that. So how did we get to this point? I mean, the fact that this girl not only said that this happened, she was at a news conference. Her face and her name were out there. She sounded very sincere at this news conference, and it got convinced a lot of people. So what the heck is going on here? Joining us uh, for the latest on uh, what we know and still don't know about all of this, uh, Shalama Maharaj with Global News Toronto following the story here today. Uh, Shalama, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so yeah, I mean, people reacted right across the country with shock and anger on Friday. Now we're all reacting with confusion at, at what we're learning today. So what, what do we know at this point? Well, I mean, initially we know that there was so much of an outpouring of emotion for her from all levels of government from all across the continent really there were people who were tweeting messages Uh, we had a lot of social media interaction but now police are saying that they have conducted an investigation thoroughly enough to arrive at the point where they believe strongly that nothing actually happened the man in question who was described at the core of these allegations never in fact existed now we've 
asked for details on exactly how they've reached this conclusion, they wouldn't give us any sort of indication on the investigative process and how they came to this conclusion. What they are saying is that they don't plan on pressing any charges. Any charges, of course, this young girl is 11 years old. She has a 10-year-old brother, both, like you mentioned, were put in front of reporters, myself included. We were all out here on Friday uh, to be able to talk about the occasion that allegedly occurred before they were at school here. Right. So th- that was Friday. Uh, at what point then did Toronto police uh, make it known that they had uh, concluded that nothing had happened? Was that earlier today then or was that yesterday? This would have been a process that unfolded over the weekend. So basically when they were here and we were in the neighborhood, they were going around and uh, they were speaking with other folks, canvassing in the neighborhood, trying to get whatever information they could to pinpoint the, the whereabouts of this uh, suspect that had been described to them. You remember the description that they had put out. They matched that. They were looking for any information on where that person might be. They were describing in fairly great detail what this individual had looked like. And that process unfolding in just the weekend. And finally, as of Monday morning here, we get the announcement from police and a small uh, release that, uh, unfortunately, we are looking at a situation where there has been a lot of confusion and uh, we have a situation where uh, these allegations are, are found to be untrue. And we actually have been able to track down the mother of the little girl. And so we did attempt to speak with her. Unfortunately, she is not wanting to speak right now. But she has no comment for any media at this stage. Uh, we asked her, you know, was there a process of confusion that the family was uh, going through with that? Was a confusion with respect to questions that they were being asked? You know, what um, what is happening right now? And so she really is just telling us that she wants her privacy, um, that this is a rough time for the family. But that's as much as she's saying. She's not going in depth on exactly why uh, this story would have been put out, who may have come up with this story. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. And what we're trying to do is be able to get answers that we can build in here because we're getting a lot of tweets and interaction from those same politicians that we spoke to. Um, and there really hasn't been much more. We're very exactly as it was shaping up to be. And that's, that's it. Right. What about the Toronto and District School Board? Because they were involved in, in organizing this news conference, uh, conference on Friday. Have they said anything? That's correct. And, you know, the school board, we reached out to them because of the time when we had initially interacted with them on Friday. Uh, they were working to put together an impromptu press conference. And so we went inside of the school. We were going to be speaking with the school board representative as well as with the Toronto police spokesperson who was on her way to Pauline Johnson Junior Public School. Uh, but then we were also told the family might speak. Now, we weren't necessarily expecting that uh, the young girl or her brother would be brought to the, to the microphone to also speak, but that is exactly how it turned out. When we reached out to the school board this morning, they supplied us with a small statement simply saying that they had no intention on continuing to comment on the matter, but they are glad, like the other statements I mentioned, they are glad that the situation, in fact, did not happen. Well, I suppose we can say that with some certainty at this point, but a lot of other questions remaining, as you mentioned. Uh, much more on all of this, globalnews.ca. Shalma, thanks for your uh, time here today. Appreciate the update. You're welcome. All right. Uh, that is Global News reporter uh, Shalama Maharaj uh, following the story today in Toronto. So still, as of now, no clarifying tweet from the Prime Minister's account, which and I think there needs to be. 
to to have tweeted, not just tweeted about this on Friday himself, but retweeted uh, other cabinet ministers who had also tweeted about it. We, we need to get out there and set the record straight because that's not to say that racism doesn't exist. It's not to say that there haven't been hate crimes in Canada targeting Muslims or other minorities. This didn't happen. And we can't just pretend it did or suggest that this is fake but true, that even though this didn't happen, it could have happened. The fact is, it didn't happen. So, yeah, I think at this point, there's uh, an obligation on those who talked about this, who brought the story to public attention, to now set the record straight. That's what we do. And that's what needs to happen here. Now, I, I don't know what to make of this, folks, if I'm being honest. Did this girl just make this all up herself and then just trap herself in this lie and get in front of the cameras and, and lie more? Was she pressured to do this? Was she coached to do this? I mean, the, the mother was at that news conference as well and spoke, and now she's gone very silent. So is she doing that because she's embarrassed at what her child has done? Is she uh, hiding her own role in all of this? I have no idea. Now, what do you think the reaction to all of this is going to be from the general public? People are going to feel as though they've been betrayed here. They've been lied to. They've had the rug pulled out from under them. They had a story. They, you know, they heard this story. They had compassion for this child. They felt that anger and frustration that a child walking to school in Canada could have to deal with something like this. So people became emotionally committed in the story only to wake up today and find out that it was complete and total BS. So who's responsible here? Now, the girl's only 11, so I don't think police could charge her anyway, even if they were inclined to do so. And at this point, it seems as though everyone's prepared to move on. Police say it didn't happen. That's that end of the investigation. The Toronto and District School Board, which was involved in, in throwing together this news com- conference on Friday, uh, says we're glad it didn't happen. We're not going to say anything more about it. Now, if this was all concocted as a way of trying to get Canadians more concerned about uh, anti-Muslim hate crimes than maybe they, they were previous to Friday. I mean, if that was the intent, and we got to make it look as though bad things are happening and get people worked up and for whatever reason. Well, obviously, that is going to backfire tremendously because what's the end result of something like this? That people are going to be more cynical the next time they hear of a story like this. Oh, a mosque got vandalized, a synagogue got vandalized, uh, this threat, this letter, this attack. How do I know this isn't a hoax like the last one? So people are going to be less inclined to, to be open to hearing these stories in the future and less trusting of those who are coming forward to tell their stories as a result of this. So if anyone thought that this was some kind of a good, wise political strategy to trot out an 11-year-old girl and try to trick people into thinking this had happened. Well, obviously, that was a a horrible and, frankly, a despicable idea. And one that clearly is going to backfire. Now, maybe it's a case of an 11-year-old just doing something stupid. Maybe she ripped her hijab herself by mistake and was afraid of how her parents would react and concocted a story to try to cover it. That's certainly plausible. But at this point, we have no idea. So what do you make of all of this? 403-974-8255 is our number 974-TALK. Are you feeling betrayed, frustrated, cynical? We'll get back uh, with uh, some of your phone calls and your texts right after this. 
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.